My name is Carla Hayes. I'm the second vice president of AABT. Um, Donna Brown is our treasurer and she's taking tickets and dues. Or, and or I, before we um, start our session, which is, and I'm going to say what the airline people do, if you're if you're on the right plane, if you're not on the right plane, get off now. Bail <laughs> now. But this is no takers choosing the right one. And I would like to announce for those of you that are getting CEs for this, a code. There is a start code, which I will announce at the beginning. It will not be repeated in the middle. And at the very end, I'll come on and announce the end code for you. So are you ready to write this down? The start code is for this session three seven five f as in frank six again that code is three seven five f as in frank six three seven five f six so i hope you all have it and I'll turn over the microphone. I don't know who's going to introduce our speaker, but it's uh, our own um, Steve Dresser. So let me hand the microphone back to somebody who's got real authority around here. Oh, Enjoy like the workshop. I guess um, I will be known as the man who needs no introduction. <laughs> so I won't. Um, but seriously, I'm Steve Dresser. And uh, the topic of our talk this afternoon is note takers choosing the right one and that's not an easy thing to do um, we've got so many of them so let's get down to business here because we finally can I think um, the difficulty in today's world is trying to figure out which note taker is the one that's going to work for you now we have several kinds and what I'm hoping for how many people in this room have a YouTube? Okay. How many people have a Polaris? Okay. How many people have a Braille Note Touch? Okay. Braille Note Touch Plus from Kate. All right. How many people have an L Braille? All right. Nobody has an L Braille. All right, well, that's okay. So let's, first of all, I think the, the important thing that you need to figure out, every single note taker that we can come up with has advantages and disadvantages. Um, if you're looking to have a note taker that works the way, the, in the classic way that note takers work, and when I say that, I mean things like the Braille Note in Power or the Apex or that kind of thing, your best bet is probably the U2. Why do I say that? Uh, because the U2 has, they, well, that's one reason. They don't make it anymore, so that's a good reason to get it. No. Um, <coughs> But it is often what happens because sometimes in school systems, this is what you know they'll tell you they know about somebody's heard of one, and you know that's what you get. Um, but that so so really the closest thing we have, I think, to the classic type of note taker would be something like the Polaris or the Braille Note Touch Plus. Um, from what I've seen of the Polaris. That is probably if you if you are used to things like the U2 or the Braille sent or the Braille no the Apex um, the U2 is going to be the one that you'll be most comfortable with. It's got menus that are not uh, Windows type menus, but they're menus where you um, pick an option. You give it a list of options. You pick the option. You go to that option. Uh, it has a built-in internet browser. It has um, what else does it have? Help me out, you guys, email. with YouTube with Polaris. Email. Okay, email, internet, book reader. That's the Polaris, right? That's the Polaris. Yes. Um, it has a. I believe it has a YouTube player. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Now, and this is this is where things get more interesting than they used to be because all of the new note takers, and I don't care whether that's the uh, Polaris or the Braille Note Touch Plus or the L Braille, are all counting on the fact that they are using operating systems that already exist for other purposes. In the case of In the case of uh, the Polaris and the Brillo uh, Touch, and I always want—I I, I always want to go stumble in and say Braille mode and power, but we shouldn't really do that because they're not around anymore. Um, no, Braille mode and power is a thing of the past, as is uh, the YouTube, which I have and like. They're—they're—they're. Well, they're, 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 I think you, I don't know, can you still get them from him no. or not? Well, I've heard mixed on that. John, help me out here. Isn't there supposed to be an update for the YouTube? Just to recap what, what uh, John said for the recording and for anybody who may not have hear, heard him, because I can hardly hear him, he's in the back. Um, there are two, HIMSS has two note takers at this point, the Polaris and the Polaris Mini. The Polaris is a 32 cell, the Polaris Mini is a 20 cell. Um, there is going to be one more software update for the U2, but after that, you're on your own. Um, I suspect that if you call with a question, they may support you, but I don't know whether you'll get the kind of support that you'd like. So, again, you know, for, and this is a frustrating problem. You know, we think we, we get a note taker that we're comfortable with, we spend big bucks on it, and all of a sudden something else comes out. Um, but, anyway, the, the Polaris and the Braille Note Touch are the closest thing you're going to get to a classic note taker but they're kind of a revved up classic note taker in the sense that they will run programs from that are that are meant to run on the android operating system that goes with their machine so in theory and i have to strongly emphasize in theory you can go to the place the google play store and download the Android app of your dreams, put it on your Polaris or your Braille Touch, and it will work, maybe. It may not work. And the reason for that is that the when people design note takers, they go out of their way to make sure that everything is accessible. And by that I mean that if you come to a choice, uh, you're going to be able to press the button and the button will speak and it will activate properly. Um, but with third-party applications, all bets are off. I mean, they, they write them the way they write them and, you know, you just have to hope that they thought of these things well enough to make them work. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Now, I know that HIMSS has a list of third-party Android apps that they have tested and how complete or how reliable it is, I don't know, because again, I don't have either of these note takers. And, and for anyone who does, have, 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 has anybody tried any of the um, third-party apps on the, on the HIMSS list, yeah. and do yes. they work? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
Okay, just to recap, uh, the list is on the list, which is over 200 apps, all divided into categories, um, is on the HIMSS website at hymns-inc.com, and probably in the support section, maybe, John? Could that be true? I believe so. Okay, we think, we think it's in the support section, but I can, I can tell you from having navigated that site that things don't always show up where you think they're going to show up. So if you don't find what you're looking for, email support at hymns-inc.com. Is that right, John? Yes. Okay. Support at hymns-inc. That's h-i-m-s-i-n-c.com. And they will email to you in convenient paper tape format. No, actually, they'll email it to you. May I ask a question quickly, please? Certainly. I use uh, Humanware Apex Voice Note QT. Okay. Are all of the note tickets you're talking about strictly print? Um, they, well, you can, you can use the, they all have Braille displays, yes. And that seems to be, I don't know, does HIMS make, does, these days, does HIMS make any note takers that do not have braille displays anymore, John? I don't think they do, do they? No. They did when they were when they were selling the U2s, I think you could get for a while you could get one that was voice only. But these days the feeling is that people who have note takers, um, apparently there's been enough demand for displays that that they put them in and you don't get that choice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All Braille keys. Well, you can you can pair any of them with a Bluetooth keyboard. The the question is, um, what options do you have for keyboards in a note taker? And these days, you can use the Braille keyboard that's on the note taker, which is a Perkins style keyboard with eight keys, or you can pair the note taker with a Bluetooth keyboard. What you don't have is a note taker like the some of the older ones that had a QWERTY keyboard built in. I was just going to ask that. And I'm not sure for most people that didn't apparently didn't seem to work out well. I I looked at that option because I kind of prefer a QWERTY keyboard, yeah. but when I saw the keys, yeah. they were so small yeah. that. I just kind of went, well, no, don't think we're doing this. Um, now, that leads to the other problem, and I, and I think it's a problem really with all of the note takers, and that is grade, uh, contracted Braille input. See, I'm showing my age here. I almost said grade two, <laughs> which means that that's where they're going to send me after this uh, presentation, I think, is grade two. Uh, <laughs> But if you're inputting in contracted Braille, the translation, or, or I should say the back translation, because what you need to do is you need to take that contracted Braille and translate it back into text. Otherwise, the rest of the world will never be able to make sense out of what you said. And Back translation at best is a tricky business because so much of the way Braille works is context. Uh, you know, for, and, and of course now that I want to think of one, I can't. Uh, an example of, of the kind of context that you that you need in Braille, and that's by the way, that's one of the reasons why UEB was developed to try and get rid of some of that contextual stuff to make back translation easier. But even with all of that done, 
there are still strange anomalies that happen and I have yet to see any system where you're inputting from a braille keyboard and back translating where it works perfectly. All of them have their foibles, their glitches. And so for me, I what I do is I, I prefer to use a braille display connected to a computer. And and that's the other option that you have in terms of a note taker. It's not be, be, well, let's back up for a second. Um, because of all the third-party development that, that are, I mean, not the third-party, because of all of the specialized development that note-taker manufacturers do for each of these products, you get web browsers that work well most of the time, but not always. Because web designers don't really know about the accessibility issues that they sometimes create. So the note-taker applications work very nicely because they're based on how the web pages are working at the time of design. Unfortunately, when the rules change, the whole house of cards comes crashing down. And so you end up with things that worked beautifully when you bought your note-taker, and three years later, they don't work at all. Steve, I have two questions. You don't mind? Yeah, go ahead. That's for the browser, can you change the agent string so that you can um, tell it to, to potentially look like another browser? I don't. Is, is can you do that, John, on the Polaris? Can you change them? is that even if you can, it's kind of a band-aid to the problem because, no, I, I get it, it's, you know, I mean, you get it, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that for other people who's, who think, oh, good, we're off the hook. We can just no. change the browser. Not that simple, folks. But sometimes it works. Sometimes, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's the operative word. So one of the things you really have to think about when you get a note taker is what in the world do I really want to use this for? And then, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not trying to monopolize it. <coughs> I came because I, I'm really interested in buying one of these. Uh -huh. So I'm trying to really narrow my scope on what I want. Yes. Um, so uh, Android versions, um, do you know what versions of Android each of the devices is running and what the upgrade path to uh, newer versions is like? Or what that, I mean, if you, if you were wanting to spend thousands of dollars on one of these devices, what would you recommend from a Know, trying to make sure you get longevity out of the, you know, out of the technology stack. John, do you know the what the Polaris or Kate? Do you know what the Polaris runs? Do you want to go first, John? Because I, I did I, just talk to him about it. I am, I am not really personally. If you have an answer, that's I, great. I do. I think, and I hope it's correct. But um, the the Braille Note Touch Plus runs Android eight. Android and eight, the Braille Note Touch Plus, and the Oreo. Oreo. Okay. And then, not pie. what? Not pie. Not pie. You have to get that at the cafe. <laughs> and then the, the Polaris is on five. Polaris and is on five. One of my, but I'll tell you what their explanation was, and I told them to put this on the internet because one of my students who loves whatever he thinks of as the newest has to be best. So he, of course, wants Braille Note Touch Plus because it's a new version of Android. So I said, why don't we write to him and just see why they're not updated? And the reason, the explanation they gave, um, if I'm understanding it correctly, is that as with iOS, you know, when you sometimes update an app and it doesn't work, the, the, the version of Android that they have with all the apps that they, they're using, they say work best and they know that they are working as opposed to if they update and it might not work. And again, that's the explanation that I got sort of on the fly talking with them on the phone, but I suggested to them that they write about that on the internet so that people understand why they aren't at the 
Well, and and that's a good explanation. In the explanation, basically, they're saying is that we have tested the system we're using and it works. And that's going to be true up to a point. <clears throat> but there will always be that point at which the company makes a major update in the OS and they do it for reasons like security. Uh, they do it for... You know, and, and, and all of a sudden, the house of cards comes crashing down. Talk about the differences now in the Java type. I can say a little bit about it. You know, I'm going to hand, Kate, if you're going to do that, I'm going to hand you the mic. Okay. Because and again, I have not had railroad touch very long and have not had much time. Um, I haven't. Oh. I haven't either. So, I have, can everyone hear me now? Okay. I, I gather, I can tell now because I can hear my voice echoing. There you go. So, um, I have not had the Plus for very long and have not really had much chance to look at it. But there are several huge changes. One is it no longer, thankfully, uses the micro USB to connect the AC adapter. Um, it has, you know, the Android, it looks like an Android thing at the end and then the USB at the other end that connects to the plug. And that I think is huge because anyone who knows um, anything with a micro USB, like the Victor screen, at least with my <coughs> students, that's often the weak link. And they break the port. If they break just the cable and the pins are broken, that's easy. But to send a note taker back because that port is broken, obviously it's a little trickier. Um, it's much, much faster. It turns on much more, goes on much more quickly. Um, and so that's a huge thing. Um, and obviously it's a later version of Android. Um, there are any number of things. I wish I, um, I have a file with some of them in it, but, um, but it's very easy to look up under their frequently asked questions or their um, Mystic Access did a Zoom meeting um, workshop on it, so it lists all of them. And Mystic Access also has a tutorial now on the Braille Touch Plus. So, um, does it support uh, reading of PowerPoint files? I don't know if it does, which means that I don't see PowerPoint here. No, um, Polaris does. It does. Um, Or your comment? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to speak up if you make comments because it's very hard to hear on the other end of the room. With what kind of glasses? Fiber? I can't hear you. I have no idea what you said. What are cyber time glasses? I don't know what those are. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and everyone knows the touch has the um, tablet, right? So that you can technically write on an on-screen Braille keyboard if you chose to. Um, it does have the keyboard as well. Um, it has 32. Yeah. The Polaris, too, you have the display that your teacher can work with when you're working with students. It has an HDMI port. It has an HDMI port. All of that is there. The issue becomes that those two features have some, but not all, which is why you can tell them. Yeah, no, I know that. So, so can you? Okay, we can we can certainly try to do that. I think what you're going to find is, is it's a mixed, a real mixed bag of features. You know, um, right. Could I just say one one super quick thing? Sure. Um, when I'm trying to think, oh, you want to pass me? 
I think, as, as Steve and I have talked, and I've talked to people ad nauseum about this, the note-taker choice is so, so difficult. And I have students I need to advise on that, and everything is expensive, and districts have to pay or not. And to my mind, I want to get into a file quickly, and I, want, I take a gazillion notes over the course of the day, and I'm constantly switching among files, and I'm reading Braille because I can't use speech with you know with students there so to my mind for those reasons i can't imagine living without a note taker um but steve as you said if you use a laptop a lot and need a, a braille display can certainly be adequate so on that note i think it would be a helpful discussion to do a comparison okay so i will pass this back to you comparison of note takers okay fine let's let's be clear about one thing. If you're thinking that your note taker is going to do everything that a PC will do, I don't care which note taker you have. They don't care. No. It won't. I agree. And the the biggest frustration for most people is that you go to it you go to a school district and you say, Well, I want to get this note taker. Well how much does it cost? Oh, it costs $6,000. And they go, okay, what does it do? Well, you can browse the internet with it. You can do word processing. You can do email. You can do this. You can do that. But if you really want the best word processor, you're not going to use the one in the note taker because it's going to be limited. And they go, well, $6,000? You want me to pay for something that's limited? When I can go out and spend 250 bucks for an iPad and maybe $3,000 for a braille display and pair the two things together and make it do things that the note taker will never do. So I think the first thing before we do a head-to-head -head comparison, which I kind of, I, I know why you want to do that, but I'm, I'm reluctant to get into it because I think what you really have to the, the way to approach it is not to look at the note takers first, but to decide what you want to use that note taker for. If you're looking to do what Kate says, to, to basically write notes on it, to read things, you don't you don't mind not using tricky databases and all that stuff. You just, in other words, basically kind of using it like a pen and pencil. I think a note taker is a great thing. But if you're planning to do full-blown presentations or browse uh, the internet to tricky pages that are complicated and busy and stuff, the note taker is not the way to go. And I don't care what they tell you in the booth. It's just not the way to go because every, well, perfect example, the U2 had Dropbox on it. And, and when I first heard that, I said, yes, this is phenomenally great. I love Dropbox. I use it everywhere. Well, now I can't use Dropbox on my U2 anymore. Yeah, I know. And, well, they, yeah, because Dropbox changed the design of their page. Well, maybe last week, maybe last month, maybe both. Well, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. I, what I get is this thing that says, it, it e every time I try to log in, it emails me a code that I can't use because I don't know where to put it. Because there's no interface to the Dropbox website in the note tank. You're supposed to use the third-party application. Now, maybe if I went to the web browser, typed the code in, assuming that I could get the web browser to work, then maybe it would work again. But truthfully, I don't, I don't want to spend that kind of time mucking around with things that should work. And we're told that they work. So, if you really want to do things, I mean, if you want to start using um, those gentlemen in the back that mentioned some kind of glasses that are the equivalent of Vira, if you want to do that kind of stuff, get yourself an Android phone and a Braille display. Because honestly, with the note takers, you're not going to do it. I don't care what they tell you. And if you, and if you can do it, you're only going to do it for a short time until the rules change. So. With that in mind, and because we're time is moving along here, and I don't know how much we don't have.
too much time left, I want to talk about the other option for note takers, and that is um, because of the prevalence of braille displays now, uh, the option of either, well, actually, there's one more note taker we should cover, and that's the L braille. Because the L braille is a Windows based computer. So if you get an L-Braille, especially now, if you get the new L-Braille, you will get a fully functioning Windows 10 computer on which you can run JAWS, and in fact, you probably will, that's one of the options to get it. You'll get a 40-cell Braille display, because they don't have the, four, the, the old L-Braille 14 is being replaced by the new L-Braille 40, which also means you got to replace the display. And again, this is the other problem with the note takers. You know, they redesign everything, and all of a sudden, this, the three thousand bucks you spent two years ago or three years ago, you you you'll wish you never had. Um, I have an L Braille, and I and I would have to say two things about it. I love the idea of having a Windows 10 fully functioning Windows 10 computer. What I miss is some of the things like the databases that I have on my YouTube. Um, some of the search options are not as nice because again, they weren't built for us. They were just built for the Windows world. I also find that even though you can do everything you need to do on the Braille keyboard in terms of inputting commands to JAWS and, and, and Windows commands and all of that kind of stuff, it's not easy. It's a learning code like you wouldn't believe. For example, to get yourself out of a program. I mean, whoever wants to do that, right? I mean, I know once I run them, I never want to quit. Right? We all like that. But if you should ever feel that you want to get out of a program, and I know it's rare, here's what you got to do. Alt F4 on your trusty L Braille consists of the following. Dots 1, dot 6, space bar, and let me think about this now. I have to think about it carefully. Uh, you want to kill that phone before I do? Um, anyway. Now, now and, and this is a good point because, you know, now that I've gotten distracted, I've got to rethink this key sequence all over again. Um, dot one, yeah, dots one, dot one, dot six, uh, and space, followed by the letter D. That is Alt F4. And for Steve, I, I was at the um, Freedom, just to make a note, I yeah. was at the Vespero uh, meeting yesterday and um, Doug said he was thinking of those commands because everybody was complaining about the learning curve as like the layered commands so and I know nothing about this because I don't have any any of these things but I guess he's thinking now the dot one dot six followed by a space is like a jaws layer command then you follow that layer by a D it's still a yeah, lot but, of key yeah, but, but, but No, no, I'm just saying it yeah. made it easier for him to remember. That's well, sure. Yeah. But, but if he's saying it's if, a learning curve. But if you're in a hurry. I know. Oh, and, I you, and, and you get on to your machine and yeah. something is crashing and you've got, you know, six windows open and yeah. you've got to close a bunch of windows and you can't remember what Alt F4, or let's say you want to get to the system tray. Right. You know, there's another, I mean, if, if you've got to have layered commands for everything you do. So even though I like the idea of my Windows 10 based computer, I, I end up not using the L Braille as much as I could because in terms of being a note taker, it's kind of not a note taker anymore. It's, 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 just, too, it's just too much to operate. Steve, um, yeah. Uh -huh. Actually, greatly simplifies this issue for the Elbrow. Okay. There is a product from Hargen, Hargen Consultancy. I can never say his name right. Jaws doesn't do it right either, I don't think. Hargen. Hargen? Okay. 
is called leasing. And apparently it's, well, I mean, I know that it's, it's a scripting thing of some sort that is supposed to make it a lot easier to get yourself in and out and around things. But you bought the note taker. Now you got to load on a scripting thing that you don't need with the computer because on my computer I can just hit Alt F4. You know, or if I want to hit, if I, you know, or if I want to find out, I, I had one the other day. I wanted to read the status line on the bottom of the screen. I couldn't remember for if you held a gun to my head, I couldn't remember how to read the status line on the bottom of the screen. And I never did end up reading the status line on the bottom of the screen. What I finally ended up doing, because I was trying to figure out where the file was, and I couldn't remember if, if that showed up on the status line or not, and it wasn't showing up in the title. So I finally ended up doing a search on the whole computer and finding the file, which turned out to be on my desktop, and it wasn't yeah, right. that embarrassing. You know, but it took me 10 minutes. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. I think the difference, well, one thing the difference is, the, the question is, is there a difference, well, first question, about the L Braille booting up. You do not get instant on like you do with a note taker. It's going to take probably 30 seconds to boot up. Um, you know, which is all right, except if you do what I did the other day, which was I did something with a note taker, figured I was done, so I turned it off and then went, oh yeah, I should have done this. And of course, I had to wait the 30 seconds for it to boot up, and I go, this is aggravating. Um, is there a practical difference? I think the biggest practical difference between using the L Braille and using, well, there's a couple of differences, between using the L Braille and using a tablet with a Braille display hooked up to it. With the L Braille, you don't have to pair the, the Braille display. It's, it's attached to the L Braille, it's a part of it. Um, has anybody, have, have any of you guys seen the, I mean, most of you don't have an L Braille, but have you seen them? Yeah. Yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's right, that's right. If you pair, if you pair a Bluetooth keyboard, you can have all of your computer keys back. But now we're getting back into one of the reasons that we have note takers, yes. and that is so yeah. that we don't have to carry around 17,000 different pieces. And I know some people have U-Haul, you know, I know some people have backpacks with U-Haul written on the back, and a diesel engine, and an 18-wheel trailer, and I get that. I mean, you know, if you've got that, knock yourself out, man, and don't forget to downshift when you go around the corner. Oh, the, the second one is the price. Because the L Braille is going to cost you more. Because it's made, it's a, it's a specialty item. That is to say, it's made by a company that probably in the whole lifetime of the product will produce 100,000 of them, as opposed to the 10 million tablets that they do for every production run. And whenever that happens, you end up, it, it becomes a lot cheaper. So that's another big reason. But the downside of that is that you are going to have to make sure that your Braille display is paired with that tablet. And if you dive into class at the last minute, you sit down, you know, the professor has already started, put 3,000 equations on the board, you know, and, you have, and you're sitting there trying to get your note taker to pair and missing, <laughs> and you can't tell him to stop, right? Because he's not going to stop for you. So, you know, that's, and that's the downside. And, and so you get back the power. But again, you have more devices to carry with you, and you have 
the problem of is it going to work when I turn it on? Will it pair? And if it doesn't, am I quick enough to get it there? So unfortunately, the answer for us is, as always, you know, we we have to be a little smarter than most everybody else because the products we use have more layers to them, whether they be layered keystrokes or layers of hardware. Um, can I just mention a super quick aside that probably everybody knows? Oh, okay, thank you. Does people, does anyone still use the Apex? I can't remember how that. Okay, does everybody know that you can no longer download Bard books using Apex? No. Really? Because, and again, it's the security issue that Steve mentioned earlier. You know, the, the um, NLS has changed. NLS isn't. Should I keep talking about this or not? I think somebody came to the wrong bridge. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Um, anyway, I first called humanware and they said call NLS and then I called then I wrote to um, NLS and the person wrote back to me and said we're really trying to figure it out we hope to get it corrected in the next few weeks because when you go to the BARD website and I tried every way I could think of using the Apex and you can go for instance to the catalog search that works but as soon as you go press enter on the book it says page cannot be displayed and obviously you can't log in because it says the same thing so um, I tried every way I could think of it. It doesn't work. So anyway, NLS said they were trying to fix it. Then uh, the next day, I got a letter that said, I'm, this is not the answer you want, and it's not the answer I wish we could give you, but, uh, um, but we can't fix this. Um, and it has to do, because I, I ended up writing back, and it has to do with updating, you know, their um, I'm not going to use the right terminology, but their, their website obviously yeah. is has higher security, and so now the Apex can't bypass. So um, you have to. There's another reason you have to use a laptop or you know Bard Mobile on your phone and connect to a Braille display or you know the Braille Note Touch. So or the Polaris. Um, anyway, okay. I've had the same problem. I've had the same problem for about a year. I have not been able to download books on the YouTube uh, from either National Braille Press or uh, BART. But I could do it on the um, Apex, but I haven't tried it recently. No, it won't work. Guarantee it. Yes. Oh, but even Bookshare is tricky. When you go to the top of the Bookshare site, it says the word error. So people just read that. They think that it's not going to work, but it does. And there may be a point Can at which it won't. Okay, I think the question is, I've got an Apex and I want to get a new Braille note. You don't really have any, you only have one choice if you're going to get a Braille note, and that's the Braille note touch. Because Unless you're using that term loosely to mean a note tape. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, okay, guys, can we, can we keep the side conversations down here just so that everybody can kind of not lose track of what's going on? Um, in terms of the new, I think that I think the best advice I can give anybody for a new, new note taker is figure out what you want to do with that note taker and then start looking at each note taker and see if it has the features that you have. For instance, if you really want to have a full-fledged touch screen and touch keyboard, the Braille Note Touch is the way to go. If that isn't something that you care about as much and you like the more old classic style menus I would have to say you're probably better off with the Polaris um, but again you have to think about what can you do and the best way to find that out I think is, is to talk to people who have the note takers 
figure out what they've been able to do, what they can't do, and then decide based on that. Um, we're running fairly low on time, and I want to talk about one more option that uh, has been around in the last year. Um, and it's an interesting option, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about it yet. And that is the Cubrail XL. I like it. From Hims. I like it too. Um, for those of you who have not seen one. Oh, good. Good, because I forgot to bring one. No, I didn't forget. I just didn't have the room. Um, it's a Cubrail XL. The Cubrail XL is a display that looks very much like the Braille Edge. Are you familiar with the Braille Edge 40? Yeah. Okay. Um, the difference is that in addition to the Braille keys that you have on the Braille Edge, you have some additional keys which you will find on a regular laptop computer. You have an alt key, a control key. Actually, you have two alt keys, one on each side. Two, um, do you have two control keys? I think you do. I think so. Yeah, two control, no, one, one, okay. One, two, okay. Let's, let's hear it for one. Let's hear it for one. Okay, two control keys, one application key. Um, you have the six pack of keys they're not quite configured like a six pack but yeah. you have them uh, which means and and you also have the arrow keys like you do on on most computers so you you've got those and you have the 12 function keys f1 through f12 you also have a function key which uh, is supposed to do what the function key does on a laptop which allows you to get to some auxiliary functions of some of the other keys. Um, I have not tested the function keys, that last thing that I mentioned, I have not tested it with the latest build to find out how it works. Um, initially, it sort of worked, which means that I got some very funky, strange results when I used that function key with, with the uh, F1 through F12 on my laptop. And I can't say what happened to other people because I just don't know. Um, but that is kind of a game changer in the sense that if you really want to go the iPhone and Braille display way or the tablet and Braille display way, using the QBraille XL gives you more flexibility on the keyboard. You will still be using a Braille input keyboard. So you got to decide how you feel about that. Could you talk about pairing with a laptop? That's very confusing. Oh, you're not kidding. You are absolutely right, Jan. I still don't understand it. I've had it since Well, there, there are two. This, this is kind of like truth or consequences. You know, when you used to answer the question, and he would say, "Well, that's right," but that was part A of the question. Now you have to get to part B. And that's kind of what this is. You, you pair the display itself uh, as a braille display with the laptop. But then you have to pair the keyboard part of it uh, as a completely different Bluetooth device. So, and once you've done that, then you can put the unit into what they call hybrid mode and the keyboard can then be used as a contracted braille input device with your laptop. Absolutely, and that's the way I do it all the time. If you put an SD card in it, it's a note-taker. Yeah, well, it, yes, if you put it now, it, the nice thing about the Cubrail XL is that if you put an SD card into the uh, side slot that they have there, you can then use it as a primitive note-taker. I'm sorry? No, don't don't lose your file. Uh, there there will be a pit outside that people get thrown into. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, 
Yeah, you, you you can you can use the uh, Cubraille XL. It has a it has a notepad, which means that you can use it as a typical pen and pencil kind of application that Kate likes to do. It has a calculator, so if you're in a class where you're arguing with the student about whether two and two is four or two and two are four, you can check that on your calculator. Does it um, has a calendar? It does yeah. have a calendar. <coughs> Not one that you can sync with I'm anything, just ask you that. Um, but it does have a calendar so that you can. Again, it's it's a it's it's pretty much the electronic equivalent of um, pieces yeah. of paper and pencils. But if if you're really looking for that kind of note taker function, it's one way to get it. And then if you need a computer, you harness it to sure. the iPhone or the tablet or the laptop. Or maybe all three at different points, depending on what you need to do. It will do multiple devices. It will. No, no, it will not do. It's it's. Specifically a notepad. But I have to say, formatting in the sense that you want to do formatting really doesn't work very well most of the time. I mean, I know Carla, you have your workarounds that have done what you want them to do, but. For most people, formatting, if, if I had to say something to students, for instance, if they're doing a paper and they're formatting their paper on their note taker, I tell them, before you hand yeah. that thing in, right. take it to a real computer, yeah. put it into a real Word document, because whatever you do on the note taker may not be, and they're getting better about it, but they're still not quite right. And Susan can tell you about some of the interesting bugs that she's found in the Polaris Word Processor. How it eats files? Uh, yes, you can be going along <coughs> editing and uh, you uh, decide that you're going to move paragraph two to three. That works, and then in the next version you move it again, and then you go back and whatever you move, you just eat other parts of files. Oh, oh, now, now we have we have done a lot of extensive research on that topic, most of which has resulted in the loss of the three hairs that I had on the top of my head. <laughs> so and oh, we ahead, think. Sir that that is a back translation yes. issue. Yes. Because it seems to work better when you don't try to back translate. Oh, if I'm in computer realm, I can do just about anything that I want to do, my text will stay. Yep. But when we're doing formal documents or I'm working on my book, I still need help from and, and that can see everything I need to know to do it. And, and that, by the way, I have the same problem with my algorithm. Even though that's a fully blown, blown, a full blown Windows 10 computer, the back translation stuff is just weird. So I don't. I'm not a real big fan of Braille input. I am because I like to write it and I click on it, and yeah. it's kind of you know I can I'm willing to go through it and work with it. But if I'm really down to my last editing, I'm going to put myself back in the Braille or pay the consequences. <coughs> And you can't leave the room until it comes back. You know, can I ask you, can I mention two quick things? Or ask one question and mention something else? Um, thank you. Um, I, it's occurred to me recently that I think I'm going to go to a vendor to look at, because they have, you know, real, they would have multiple products, like a place like New England World Vision, where they would sell, presumably, the Polaris and the Braille Note Touch Plus, and, 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 and they would have good feedback, I would think, about um, Actually, this. Actually, just remind me of something. Okay, well, I'll hand the mic back to you in one second, because yeah. I want to ask another question about the Q-Braille and whether or not if you have, whether you could store like Word documents or VRFs on the SD card and still read them. Can you can read the VRF files. Okay. Um, you cannot read a PDF file. You crash your machine. Uh, <laughs> that may have changed in the latest build. Okay. Because I've noticed that one of the things that was in that, like the question was, can you read a PDF file? You can read a Word file. 
you can read a DRF file. Um, no, what you can't I don't. Read a file. <coughs> no, you you can't read a DXB file. And the reason you can't read a DXB file is because that file has all kinds of codes in it. It's it's kind of like trying to read. It's trying to like it's trying to like it's kind of like opening up Notepad and trying to look at a Word yes. file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get the same goofy results. Um, except different. Anyway, um, one of the things that might be good if you're really looking, now we have a program in Massachusetts which I hope other people do, and it's run by, I think it's run by Easter Seals, yes. um, where you can get a device that you want to use and use it for a month. And the only thing that they ask you to do is to write up a report and answer some questions about how you found the device. That's the only condition. And if you can do that before you go out and spend your money, that may be the best way. Because truthfully, at a booth, you're not going to you're not going to have the time, and everybody's going to be telling you that their product is the best and it will you know slice and dice and you know clean your dishes and wash your clothes and do whatever else they think you want to hear. And you, you just need that time just sitting there with the note taker to evaluate, I think. So we are coming up to the end of our session here. Does, is there anything that I can answer that hasn't been covered or any questions that are burning a hole and need to get out? Well, uh, hearing none, as they say, I move that we, oh wait, wrong, oh. wrong, wrong, wrong place. Um, well, I guess that's so it for me. I want to thank you. I know that. I'm sorry. You said that you have to say I'm sorry? You said that reminds me I meant to say something. Oh, and then I did about the Easter Seals okay. Uh, okay. program. That's and if you don't have a program like that in, in your state, it may be worth trying to get something like that going because I, I have found that tremendously helpful and so have other people but I also realized that not everybody is lucky enough to have that so thank you guys for putting up with me for the last hour or so um, I hope you've gotten something out of it and um, where's our code oh of course I don't mind I just got to figure out where you are. That's so they don't have to kill you on the way out. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm doing the best. You have to fill out a form. If you applied for CEUs, you should have gotten two forms that you have to submit. By August something. Okay, folks, I'm going to, in just a minute, I'm giving you a warning, say that you're writing devices, your note takers, ready to take notes. And remember, you have to fill out your form and submit everything, I think it's by August the 12th, and I think this one's worth 1.5 credits, if I remember. Okay, um, and again, this is for the AABT note takers choosing the right one, is the name of the course, and here is your end code. Listen very carefully. And by the way, you're going to be gratified to know you're not going to get an F this time. You've been upgraded to a C. <laughs> your code. It's 4C as in canned vegetables. 068. So that's 4C 068 4C068 and I wish you all the best and I just want to thank Steve you did such an excellent job and all the other people too I'm still confused about which note taker but at least I'm a little bit I'm education you know I'm, I'm educatedly confused you know one thing about the plus when, I, when you pick it up it'll seem really heavy but it has a really good shape to it and strap so that when you're pairing, it doesn't